From the Financial Times in London, I'm James King and this is FT News. Brazil's president, Michel Temer, is in trouble. This follows the emergence of a secret tape that allegedly shows Mr Temer endorsing bribe paying. This bombshell has sparked calls for his impeachment and thrown into doubt the important reform programme that the president has pursued in Latin America's largest economy. With me on the line from Sao Paulo to discuss Brazil's latest political upheaval is Andres Schipani, our Brazil correspondent. And in London, Jonathan Wheatley, editor of EM Squared and a former Brazil bureau chief. Andres, how seriously should we take the calls for Mr. Temer's impeachment? Well, James, since the scandal broke last week, those calls are growing louder every day from congressmen, lawyers, ordinary Brazilians, you name it. Temer himself took office after the impeachment of of Dilma Rousseff a year ago, so impeachments are fresh in the memory of Brazilians. He was already unpopular, so imagine now. He had defied calls to resign, but support from members of his coalition has been wilting, so the deciding factor now is congressional support. There's a judicial investigation underway. Temer first asked for the Supreme Court to shelve it, and now he has allowed it to go on. So if the allegations are proved, Temer could be removed in one of four ways, analysts have told me. So he could be tried by the Supreme Court for obstruction of justice. He could have his mandate terminated as part of an existing case looking at alleged irregularities in the 2014 election when he was vice president. And of course, he could also be impeached, which is a long process, or simply resign. If he was forced to resign or was impeached, Congress would choose a stopgap president to serve out the rest of the current term, which ends next year. Many are calling for snap elections, but this would require difficult constitutional changes. And Andres, Brazil has had a turbulent time over the last few years. Could you tell us what the background is to this current situation? Yes, James, as you said, in this particular case, Joesley Batista, an executive of the world's largest meatpacker, JBS, secretly taped a conversation that showed the president allegedly endorsing hush money. But this executive and others have entered plea bargains in which they have admitted to millions of dollars of corruption payments, and there are also accusations the president himself may have received bribes. So plea bargains in Brazil allow suspects to give evidence in return for lighter sentences. And this way prosecutors can pursue chains of corruption up to the upper echelons. So this latest one is another chapter of a saga that prosecutors started three years ago to tackle endemic corruption. It all started with a probe into Brazil's state-owned oil company Petrobras and its largest construction company, Odebrecht. And many now wonder if this latest case involving President Temer may finally be dismantling Brazil's system of political patronage. And when it comes to the reform programme, particularly the all-important pension reform, how do you think that might be affected by the crisis? Well, James, for foreign and domestic investors and economists, that is the big question. I mean, if President Temer's plans to overhaul the economy could survive this scandal, as you say, the crucial one but very unpopular reform is the pension reform. It's a reform of a very generous but unaffordable pension system that must go before a plenary session of the lower house and then the Senate. The reform includes extending the minimum retirement age for men to 65 and for women to 62 from the low 50s at present. Economists and investors say the reform is essential to restoring the health of Brazil's budget finances. 
Brazil now is running a budget deficit of over 9% of GDP. So analysts speculate that any interim president might keep Temer's highly credible economic team, including finance minister Enrique Meirelles, giving some sort of continuation to the reform program. Meirelles himself said this week he expects some delay, but believes the legislative agenda will be maintained, so giving some hope that the pension reform will be at least discussed. The reform has already been watered down, though, so analysts say some sort of reform is inevitable. So if not now, it will land on the next government's lap. Jonathan, turning to the markets, Brazilian stocks have slumped in recent days and the currency's value has also plummeted. What are the main fears affecting investors? Well, as you say, the markets have slumped. As a foreign investor, if you'd borrowed Brazilian reals and spent them on Brazilian stocks at the start of this year, you'd have been up 20% until the middle of last week when all this broke out. And on Thursday morning when markets opened, the whole of that was wiped out. Both the stocks and the currencies went right back to where they'd been at the beginning of the year. Investors have been extremely alarmed by this. The reason is that it really attacks the whole narrative behind what has made Brazil one of the best investments of the past year or so. Two things really were happening essentially in Brazil. One was that at the broadest level, this was a country that was emerging from recession, was back on the path to growth with a reforming government that knew exactly what needed to be done to settle the fiscal accounts. And within that, specifically addressing this very long-standing need to reform this completely unaffordable pension system. And as Andres says, that's already been watered down. But investors' view was even if it's watered down, at least that amount means that we're on the path to fiscal sustainability. And if that falls apart, we're on the path straight back to where we were and what it was that fundamentally led to the last president being impeached, which is a tanking economy. Brazil is an important presence in the emerging markets universe. Do you think this instability will spill over into other markets? This is the big question that a lot of people will be asking themselves. Behind that, of course, we've got the fact that markets are awash with cash. We've still got the effects of the quantitative easing from the central banks in the developed world since the global financial crisis. There is still a massive search for yield. People still see that you know Brazilian assets can pay you very healthy returns. Even though Standard & Poor's put the government's sovereign rating on watch for a downgrade last week after all this, Few people think that this is a government that's going to default on its debts. So a lot of people who are dedicated investors will just be riding through this, especially foreign dedicated investors, a lot of the big pension funds and so on that really don't sort of trade the news. It's the crossover investors, the tourists among the foreign investors that have scrambled. And of course, a lot of Brazilian investors have scrambled too. Whether it will knock on depends on really whether this changes the whole emerging markets narrative for those crossover investors. What's persuaded a lot of people to come into Brazil and other emerging markets over the past year or so is the idea that the narrative has changed, that China, which was seen as being on the brink of collapse a year ago, a bit more than a year ago, is now on a more stable path, that Brazil and Russia, like it, is coming out of two years of deep recession with progressive reforms going on, that India has grasped the reform nettle, that other EMs are getting their houses in order. If it turns out that, after all, Brazil may be sinking back into the morass that it's been in for at least the past two years, people may start to question other narratives too. So we might see some contagion into Argentina. Argentine assets might suffer along with those of Brazil. There are some direct linkages. But it's really a question of whether, for the new investors that have bought the EM narrative, whether that's going to be shaken. 
Jonathan, Andres, thank you very much for joining us. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.